A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Auntie Cecily. And I'm Auntie Nat. We're so glad you've come back to join us in our worship time. Auntie Nat, do you have someone to say hello to today? I sure do. I'd like to say hello to Jaira in New Zealand. Hello, hello Jaira. We miss having you here with us in our lounge room, Jaira. Now we can't forget to say hello to Teddy. And we have Lily visiting with us today too. Do you know Lily's Teddy's very best friend? Be nice and comfy there, you two. Amber, would you like to say a prayer for us to open our worship time together? Yes. Dear Father, we praise you and thank you for bringing us safely through another week. Thank you for 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 the Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, Amen. Oh, amen. That was beautiful. Thank you, Amber. Do you remember what number key we're up to? Number six. Yes, it is. Arnie Cecily, what have you got for us today? Well, let's have a look at our gift box and find out. Jemiah, would you like to open our gift box and tell us what our key to the kingdom says this week? Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And what does the text say on the other side of the tag? First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. Thanks, Jemiah. Abby, could you read that text to us from the Bible, please? For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Thanks, Abby. Jesus left us an example to follow. We are to follow in his steps and to become like him. In fact, the word Christian means a follower of Christ. Christ is another name for Jesus. So we cannot be a Christian unless we follow Christ's example of how to live and to be a witness to others. Being a follower of Jesus means to obey him because he says in John 14 verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. We'll avoid lots of trouble in our lives if we obey God. Later, we're going to learn that when Solomon turned away from following God, life got very messy and he brought a lot of unnecessary pain on himself and heartache for others as well. Now, we cannot obey God on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to give us new hearts so that we'll want to obey God's laws. In Psalm 40, verse 8, it says, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. In Hebrews 10:16, this is God's promise. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds I will write them. If we're to obey God, we'll need to have God's laws written in our hearts so that we'll want to do them. That's the secret to following Jesus. 
Abby, what's one way you could follow Jesus' example? Being kind to others. Yes, that's one thing that Jesus did that we can all do. Do you know I have some other examples here of a boy who's helping his sister who can't walk, so he's taking her for a ride out in the sunshine. And we've got another boy who's showing his appreciation for mum by taking her a flower and giving her a flower. And we've got another boy who's following Jesus' example of just taking responsibility for his own pet lamb. And he cares for that lamb and feeds it each day. So as we spend time with the king this Sabbath, let's think about our sixth key to the kingdom and ask Jesus to help us to follow him. Thanks, Arnie Cecily. We certainly are building up our keys to the kingdom. I'm looking forward to finding out what the seventh key will be next Sabbath. We can see that Braden has just snuck in the door. Thanks, Braden, for coming and sharing your talent with us. Thanks, Arnie Nat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing We Will Gather to Meet with the King. On sing I have decided to follow Jesus? We certainly can. I have decided to follow Can we please sing Praise Him, Praise Him? I love that song. Let's sing it together. Praise Him, praise Him, all ye little children. God is love, God is love. Praise Him, praise Him, all ye little children. God is love, God is love. Serve Him, serve Him. and singing praises to God, such an enjoyable part of our worship. And having stories is an enjoyable part of our worship too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And Dr. John has another story to share with us. Let's go and listen. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to be back here with you. And I want to say hello to all the boys and girls in England because this story happened here in England many years ago. And there was about a little boy called Joseph, Joseph Merrick, born in the city of Leicester. 
And unfortunately, when he got to about five or six years of age, and here is a painting of him, he didn't look quite normal. What's the problem here? Yeah. His lip started to grow, top lip and bottom lip. And it got worse and worse until one day at school, one unkind kid said, it's the elephant boy. And for the rest of his life, he was to be called the elephant boy. He was so ugly, he had to leave school and leave home, and he joined the circus. And they would put him in a tent with a big sign, pay one penny and come and see the elephant man. Do you think he was happy in his work? He was so miserable. And he was abandoned. They stole his money and he ended up in the waiting room of a railway station, sobbing and crying, and a big crowd of people laughing and pointing at the elephant man. And at that moment, a big tall gentleman walked in. His name was Dr. Treves, Dr. Frederick Treves. He said, what's going on here? It's the elephant man, and they're all laughing. He said, this is not funny. He didn't see a man with a long nose, and they'd been chopping it off all the time, kept on growing. He saw a man who was desperately unhappy. He had one of the rarest diseases in the whole world. They didn't even have a name for it. He said, come with me. I will take you over to the hospital. I will examine you. I will see if there's something we can do for you. But better than that, I've got a room for you underneath in the basement, and that will be your home, and you can live there as long as you wish. You know, he took him over to the hospital, and he took some photographs. He would have to be the ugliest person you have ever seen. He examined him closely, and his whole body was disfigured. He was okay on the left side, but on the right side, he was terribly, imagine if you were like that. It'd be dreadful. Well, Joseph Merrick had one wish. He only had one wish, and that was to see the Queen. The Queen Princess Alexandra, whose husband was the King of England. And he knew he could never see her because he was too ugly. He went for a holiday one day and he went to a country home and he was doing what he loved most. He was kneeling down and he was weeding the garden amongst the beautiful flowers. He was so concentrating on his work, he didn't hear someone coming up behind until he saw the feet and he thought, those are expensive shoes. And he turned around and to his absolute amazement, it was the queen. And you know what she did? No one had ever done this. She reached out and she touched him. And no one would ever touch the elephant man. He was so ugly he had to wear a hat whenever he went out in public. And he was now the happiest person in the world. He lived in that hospital for a couple of years, but he died one night because he had to sit in a chair to sleep because his head was too heavy. And he decided to be a normal human being and he slept in the bed and he suffocated during the night. But you know, that man, 
His wish was granted. He saw the king. And my biggest wish, he didn't see the king. He saw the queen. But my greatest wish is to see the king. And our program is called A Day with the King. And I think that's the cutest, most wonderful name for a kid's program. One day we're going to change that from a day with the king to a million years with the king, a trillion years with the king. We will live with him forever. In fact, when Jesus meets you, he's going to go for a walk with you. And the book of Revelation says he's going to give you a secret name that you and he will be the only ones who will know that name. Are you looking forward to that? I certainly am. Thank you, boys and girls. Come on in and join us for our Bible study. Don't forget to grab your Bible so you can follow along with us. Erin, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Father, please send us your Holy Spirit to help us understand what we are reading in our Bibles. May these words change our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Erin. Now, Mia, what did we study about last Sabbath? Solomon's temple. Yes, he built it, didn't he, with all that help and all the workers. And did God's presence fill the temple after he dedicated it? Yes, it did. So today we're going to look at the life of Solomon and what happened that changed the course of history for the Israelites. God appeared to Solomon for the second time. And we're now going to read about that. Erin, can you please read 1 Kings 9, 4 to 5? Now, if you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Thanks, Aaron. So God reminded Solomon just as he had reminded David and the leaders before him that if he kept God's commandments, then all would go well. Caleb, can you please read 1 Kings 9, 6 to 7? But if you or your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them and this house which I have consecrated for for my name and I'll cast out of my sight. Israel will be a proverb and a byword among all peoples. Thanks, Caleb. So God warned Solomon that he was not to worship idols. And if he did, God would dispossess the Israelites from the land. A very sobering thought. OK, let's see what happened with King Solomon's reign. Bethany, can you please read 1 Kings 9, 26 to 28? King Solomon also built a fleet of ships at Izion Geber, which is near Elas on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. When Hiram sent his servants with the fleet, seamen who knew the sea, to work with the servants of Solomon, and they went to Ophir and acquired 420 talents of gold from there and brought it to the King Solomon. Okay, we're going to have a look at our map now and show you where Elat is, which is at the bottom of Israel there. That's where Solomon's ships were. And they would make their way down the Red Sea. And we have some black dots there on the map because we're not sure where Ophir was. There's a couple of black dots. There's one in Saudi Arabia, one down there near Ethiopia, one at Yemen. They say, one at Oman, and they say it could have even been India or down further the coast of Africa. So we're not sure where Ophir is, but that is where um, 
that Solomon got his gold from. Now, 420 talents of gold are worth hundreds of millions of dollars today. So it's a lot of gold, isn't it? Mm. As well as wise, Solomon was a very rich man. Okay, Sophie, can you please read 1 Kings 10, 1 to 3? Now when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him all about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. Thanks, Sophie. Now, again, where Queen of Sheba was from was also a bit of a mystery. Some say that she came from the area of Yemen and some say the area of Ethiopia. We're not really sure, but it was somewhere down there. But wherever she came from, she travelled a great distance to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Abigail, can you please read 1 Kings 10, 6 to 7 and 9. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes, and indeed the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I, he I heard. Blessed is... Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel, because the Lord has loved Israel, Israel forever. Therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Thanks, Abby. The Queen of Sheba realised that God was the giver of Solomon's riches and wisdom, and this caused her to praise God. It was at this time of Solomon's life that he acknowledged God in everything and pointed everyone to the goodness and greatness of God. It was God's purpose that the Israelite kingdom would be a spectacle to the world, shining God's character and leading them into a relationship with God. Okay, Mia, can you please read 1 Kings 10.10? 10. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Thanks, Mia. That was some pretty amazing gifts that she gave. Do you know what? Spices back then were very precious and worth a lot of money. Auntie Cecily, can you please read 1 Kings 10, 14 to 15? The weight of gold that came to Solomon yearly was 666 talents of gold. Beside that, from the travelling merchants, from the income of traders, from all the kings of Arabia and from the governors of the country. Mm. So one talent of gold is about 33 kilos in our measurement today. And remember the brick that we had on the table a few Sabbaths ago, all covered in gold? Well, remember, that's one talent Okay, so 660 talents of gold in today's prices are worth over $1 billion. King Solomon received that on a yearly basis, besides what his merchants brought in on the ships. Verse 23 tells us that King Solomon was one of the richest kings of the then known world, but something happened that turned him away from God. Aaron, can you please read 1 Kings 11, 1 to 3? But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women from the Moabites, Ammonites, Ed Edomites. Edomites, Sidians and Hittites. Mm. 
from the nations of whom the Lord said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. Oh dear. So God had warned the Israelites not to intermarry, meaning not to marry someone who doesn't believe in God. As God knew, if they did, their hearts would be turned away from him. Now, how many wives is a man supposed to have? One. One. How many did Solomon have? He had 700, far too many wives. Caleb, can you please read 1 Kings 11, 6 to 8? Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Chesmosh, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and the Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Mm. So was Solomon keeping God's commandments? No, he was worshipping the idols and gods of his foreign wives. Let's see what God says. Bethany, can you please read 1 Kings 11, 11 to 13? Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will do it in your days for the sake of your father David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give you one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Thanks, Bethany. Because of the sin that Solomon had committed, God was going to end Solomon's magnificent kingdom and tear it apart during the reign of his children. This was Solomon's wake-up call and he repented and he returned his heart to God. Let's have a look at this in our torchlight. Mrs. White's writings. Though the king confessed his sin and wrote out for the benefit of after generations a record of his folly and repentance, he could never hope entirely to destroy the baleful influence of his wrong deeds. Thanks. So Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes as a warning against the folly of sin. Solomon wanted to let people know that happiness does not come through wealth and power, but through having a relationship with God and surrendering our hearts to him. Let's have a look at that. Let's go to our memory verse in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. So the story of Solomon is something that we can all learn from. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. today. Thanks, Kate and Anna.
Boys and girls, we've developed these devotionals to help encourage you to read your Bibles every day so you get to know Jesus. The more we get to know Jesus, the more of a friend he becomes to mm. us. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to learn about next week? Sure, I'd love to. Next Sabbath, we are going to study about what happened to the kingdom of Solomon. And we're going to look at the life of an amazing prophet. Make sure you come back next Sabbath to find out more. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes. You ready to say it all together, children? Ecclesiastes 12:13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Abby, we've come to the end of another worship time. What did you learn from the king today? That having lots and lots of money doesn't make you happy. Yes, that's what Solomon eventually found out. What did Solomon recommend instead? Surrender your heart to God and do things God's way. Yes, the whole book of Ecclesiastes tell us, tells us about that. Aunty Cecily, are we ready to sing our blessings on to the children at home? Yes, let's turn around and sing to the boys and girls at home. because he obeyed God and all the animals were saved in the ark. My favourite story in the Bible is about the 12 spies and how Caleb and Joshua stood up in front of everybody. My favourite story in the Bible is Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus because he's the saviour of the world. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.